Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 130 of Internet Hour. I'm actually recording this intro after I've already recorded the episode because I spent the first couple minutes quite literally putting my big fat fucking foot right in my mouth. And I don't know, I tried to just, I tried to address or not address or acknowledge the past week and a half and that it's been a really intense and scary time in our world. And I just, nothing I was saying was, I don't know, it was just all wrong. And I imagine if you're on social media, you can relate or you can just understand the the idea that a, like words can't capture anything real right now. And that also doesn't mean anything. And I don't know. So I just wanted to, I, I'm going to cut out that whole part, but I did want to just say that like, obviously I acknowledge the pain and the hurt that's, that's happening in the world right now. And I hope you're all doing okay with it, but yeah, I didn't want to come and I didn't want to record and like not even mention anything, but I also know that this is like a really tense subject to talk about and to like, I don't know, just, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think you can understand my, my lack of actual real things to say about it, even though, you know, obviously I have real things that I think and that I feel and opinions and stuff, but it's like, it's just not, it's not going to be done justice in the first three minutes of a podcast episode and then pivoting and talking about pop culture. So sorry, I just want to quickly clarify that I, I mean by me, like there have been tons of pop culture podcasters who have synthesized it into three minutes and said how they feel and were very delicate and eloquent about it. I just, for some reason, I can't figure out something concrete and good to say that would be helpful. So that's where I'm at. I don't know. We're just going to keep it. We're going to keep it real and we're going to go and talk about pop culture. So sorry if this was disorienting and didn't make any sense, but this is what I have for you. And let me know if you need me. Reach out to me if you think I could help you with anything. And I love you guys. Here is the episode. Okay. Let's get it popping with some topics. Because honestly, there isn't a ton going on. And I talked in my last episode about a few things, but they're still kind of ongoing. Like I talked about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, who I've really come around on. I think in my last episode, I was kind of like, I'm bored by this. I don't really see the point. I don't see the obsession. And listen, I'm not a Swifty like that. You guys know I love her music. Don't really understand her, it's not that I don't understand her. I just like, would be we be friends in real life? I have, I guess I have no idea. So I don't know. I don't even know what I meant by that. But yeah, I guess I was feeling kind of like annoyed by the overblown obsession, but like what's new with Taylor Swift's relationships. I think I feel like Travis Kelsey is a good guy. I don't know really much about him other than he's a football player and that he has this podcast with his brother and that his mom goes to the games and she made that shirt that had both of their jerseys on them when they were both in the Super Bowl last year. And that's kind of the extent to which I know them. I've seen a clip or two on TikTok of their podcast where they do seem very funny and, you know, progressive, I guess, if, if um, like, 
and that's just to say that they were joking about how what's the dude's what's his brother's name james travis and jason close enough it, the TikTok was like on their podcast that Jason was saying that he had football all day and then he asked their wife, his, their wife, their sister wife, no, that asked his wife, had asked his wife to bring his jeans after the football game for him to like change into. And Travis made a joke about like how she's a mom of three and has to deal with her parents and like how funny it is that a man could think it's like a uh, slight to him somehow or that she's like, just he was just saying like she's a woman and a mom and a wife and is probably so overwhelmed because being all of those things is exhausting because a lot of the work in life is put on women and i mean he wasn't saying these things they were much more jokey about it but it was funny they acknowledged how like silly it is for a man to be upset with his wife for not doing one of the tasks that he asked her to do like it's the fucking 1940s so i don't know shit like that is funny to watch and to feel more connected to him and he feels more more less like moody than her previous boyfriends although we don't really know much about them but just he feels like a sillier option and he's super tall and big and athletic and i guess he's hot i don't i don't think he's as hot as some other ladies seem to think he is and men i guess i just it doesn't quite do it for me i don't know why i feel like for me, it's all about, like, the person. I know that's so fucking corny, but it's, like, if you are – like, if your personality is great and you're attractive, that makes you so much more attractive. And I guess that's like, negates what I just said is, like, his personality does seem good, so you would think. But I don't know. Maybe all of that that I just said was, like, so – stupid and preachy like of course someone who's hot as fuck and has a dumbass personality can still be so hot like what am I even saying that was so stupid but I think you get what I mean like I don't know he's like an eight to me and I feel like a lot of people are saying he's a 10 but anyway their relationship seems to be developing pretty quickly and I bet it's due to the media that we always talk about that the media says like blah, 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 and blah, 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 are dating, and they quite literally have known each other for two weeks. So it just ends up speeding up the process and oftentimes, like, pushes and ushers people into, like, breakups. And, oh, on my last episode, I was talking about how Travis Kelsey addressed how kind of cringe it was that the NFL itself and, like, the Kansas City Chiefs Instagram were all being, like, super weird about it and obsessive and, like, these commercials for the NFL – were like making puns using Taylor Swift songs. And I get it. It's like, okay, the NFL, you're getting more shine than you ever have because of a woman, which I just think is so rich and amazing and perfect. Um, but now you're like making it cringe and you're almost, you're almost like going to push it to a point where both of them are like, okay, this is our relationship is just massively consumed by this engine that it wants to profit off of us. And like, use us and it's just so off-putting that now I'm associating that with our relationship and I just find like the level of intensity of being with each other and being in the public eye has become too much and we need to break up like I don't know that that's going to happen but that's kind of the vibe that I was getting and I also feel like I mean I don't quite feel this way anymore because it seems like Travis Kelsey like wants to be famous I mean not like famous but just like he's comfortable in the public eye and like 
more comfortable than anyone she's dated before, if that makes sense, and almost wants that like kitschier, sillier kind of fame. I did hear that he did the Dating Kelsey show, which was like a reality show in 2016 where he dated like 50 women or something. I heard he did that because he was in debt or like broke and he was just like spending all the money that he made from football. So in that way, I feel like he's not thirsting or looking for fame, but in that same breath, like the fact that he's even willing to do a reality, a dating reality show, like means that he's on some level really okay with a certain level of fame. But I also think, and this happens with kind of a lot of people who I guess date like Taylor Swift and maybe Kim Kardashian and not Beyonce because she's been married for so long, but potentially would be like this with her if she was single. People are really delighted and intrigued and excited by the level of fame that Taylor has in the beginning. And like you get all these reservations and you do all this stuff and you get photographed together all the time. And she's super rich and famous. And just like you're kind of enamored with the whole lifestyle. And then like slowly the more negative parts of it that these women have sadly become accustomed to over the last 10, 15, 20 years, it's that starts to creep into your like psyche and your mental health. And of course, since you haven't been that level of fame for all these years, you don't know how to handle it. And it kind of throws you off and and jolts you into this sense of discomfort that like Taylor and Kim can understand, but like don't necessarily have time to like coddle and stuff because they've already processed it. And I think it's at that point maybe where these men say or feel like, okay, this is just way too much. And it's almost, it's sad and it's unfair because it's like, I bet Taylor and Kim both give that caveat at the beginning of every relationship of like, this is about to be so fucking intense. You have no idea how famous I am until you're around me and until there are millions of paparazzis taking pictures of you all the time. And they're probably, the men are probably like, no, no, it's fine. I can handle it. Like, you know, love conquers all, all that bullshit. And I just wonder if it's really an annoying cycle that these women have to deal with of men, you know, bailing and falling out once they actually realize how famous they are and how difficult it is. I feel like I'm not getting that vibe from Travis Kelsey. I mean, SNL this past weekend, Pete Davidson was the host, which was completely overshadowed by both Taylor Swift and I guess Travis Kelsey and just their both dumb, their like togetherness completely overshadowed their their togetherness at on, like in small clips on SNL. Travis Kelsey was there for quite literally half a second in one of the skits. And then Taylor Swift announced Ice Spice, which I also am like having trouble understanding. Like, does she just love Ice Spice? Are they in a blood oath where she has to be like at Ice Spice's stuff? Like, I don't, it's really strange. But their being there and their presence completely overshadowed Pete Davidson, like being the host of fucking SNL, the first show back. Like, it's just crazy what what level of stardom she's at. But the, his his feature on it and him going out with her and whatever still and still them being together and there not being any rumors of like Taylor and Travis are taking a break because he's overwhelmed by the fame. I think the fact that they're still appearing so publicly and being very cute, I have to say. Like he is holding her hand at one video and then transferring the hand to his other hand so he can open the door for her while still holding her hand. It's just cute, cutesy, crushy vibes. Um, but I think he's, you know, not at that point yet or maybe is is actually the one person on earth 
who is open to and can handle her level of fame. So I don't know, like I'm wishing them the best. Honestly, it seems very cute. I would like her, like I'm, I'm here for her. He's, he's the football, I'm on the bleachers vibe. Like I'm, I'm happy for her. It feels like she's winning and she's feeling good. I bet they're having great sex. I don't know why. I'm just, you know, that's my, that's my game is that I like to think about and know that celebrities are having good sex or bad sex. So I don't know. She's like glowing. She looks delighted. So she's definitely getting dicked down. That's so vulgar. I thought about it when I said it and I'm like, do I say that? Do I say she's getting dicked down? And I was like, you know what? It's, it is what I thought in my brain. So like might as well say it, but it was crass. It was crass and I'm sorry. Yeah. And they went to Nobu before SNL. They went to the after party at Catch Steak, which is the steakhouse cousin of Catch, the restaurant that was disparaged and shot on on Real Housewives of New York. And then they went to dinner, I have in my notes, at the Waverly Inn, which I've never been to, but I think is like, you know, it's it's in that scene that I always tell you guys I'm like 80% of the way there is that, does it sound familiar? Sure. Would I ever be a frequenter there? Probably not. Like, unless I get famous and and then, yeah, I'll go to all the hot spots because I'll know because that'll be the only place that, that I can go meet up with Andy Cohen that he'll actually meet me at. <laughs> but, yeah, happy for those two. I hope we get some good music out of it. I am going to see tomorrow the Eras Tour movie, and I'm really, really excited about it. I'm going alone, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be smiling the whole time, and that's cool and okay of me. And then Beyonce's Renaissance Tour movie is coming out in December, which I also will go see, and that will be fabulous. Okay, my next note is see me restaurants. I wanted to Google, I guess this is in the same vein as what I was just talking about. I wanted to Google like the most sceny restaurants in New York City and see how many I recognize. Ooh, okay, the 16 sceny, oh, this is 2019 though. It's got to be up to date. Where do celebrities eat in New York? Oh yeah, Mirandi. Balthazar. I used to go to Balthazar at my first internship. There was one across the street. It's probably the one that all the celebrities went to. I didn't go to like the restaurant part. I would just get a coffee every day because they gave me a $20 per diem. And so I would get my $15 salad and my $5 cold brew, which at a certain point they were like, um, you don't have to spend it all every day. And I wanted to just be like, you're not fucking paying me. Like, what are you saying? I couldn't have $20 a day. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Um, Carbone, Finelli, yeah, I've heard of that. I just, yeah. The 15 hottest new restaurants. Oh, new restaurants. Come on. Tatiana. I feel like I've heard of that. Where do the rich and famous? I guess this is what we're going to have to go to. Dante. Why does that sound familiar to? Lucali, Lucali, Lucili. I don't know. Don't kill me. Gemma, I've heard of. Okay, I've heard of all of these, but like, why would I go? They're probably so expensive too. Like, what? what's the point? Just to say you went. I feel like that's it. It's just to say like, oh, I went to this. Have you been? Principe. Okay, I've heard of that too. When, when? Oh my God, in Brooklyn. I almost went there two, three weekends ago, but the line was 
or the weight was crazy. And it was one of those classic things where we're walking up and down and like we we're seeing all these restaurants and each one has the like, oh, it's 30, 30 minute wait or which isn't that bad, like or 45 minute wait or hour wait. And then by the time you've like walked from the first one that you saw that had a 30 minute wait to like the last one on at the end of the block, in this case, it was Greenpoint Ave. By the time we got to the end, it had been like 40 minutes. So if we had just put our name down at the first place and like done something wholesome and cute for 30 minutes, we could have like had a nice dinner. But instead, we were walking for like 40 minutes up and down, potentially putting our names in, but not actually putting our names in and then getting hangry and hangrier over the time. And then you get like super drunk once you finally get to dinner. We went to dinner at like a place that we've been to a million times because it was just like let's go here. I don't want to wait all this time now, especially since we've wasted 40 minutes. Now it's another 40 minutes. And so you just go to a place that you have always gone to and you're hungry and angry and, and you get a couple drinks and then you just get ragey. I don't know. It's like not a good way to do a Friday night. So would not recommend. I would recommend if you're like doing that kind of thing, just put your name down at the first place and then yeah, sure. Go walk around, find other places if you want. If there's someone worth a shorter wait, or no wait at all, like go there, call the other restaurant, tell them to take your name off the list. But if not, you then have this place that you have essentially made a reservation at for 30 minutes from now. And you can go there and eat and be happy. So that was a lot. All to say that I would like to go to one one. <laughs> have and Mar, that sounds familiar, but maybe it's because Have and Meyer in, in Williamsburg. Finelli Cafe, yeah. Cafe Spaghetti. Wait, I just saw that on a different list, um, but I don't know. Rebel, that sounds kind of familiar. Nortwick, the Nortwick, Osamil, Contento, you know, whatever. Okay, cool. That's that's on that. Sini <laughs> restaurants, check, done. Okay, my next note is Jada Pinkett Smith, which I am simply exhausted over. I do not care to learn any more about Jada and Will's life together. Like, do I, am I okay having the information? Sure. Enters my brain, register it as Tupac proposed to Jada Pinkett Smith from prison. Like, yeah, sure. Is that it? Is that something, is that a tidbit that I would like? I mean, no, not that I would like, like, is that a tidbit that I do have and am okay having? Yes, I'll take it them being potentially separated or divorced for the past seven years. So she was confused why he's called her his wife when he slapped Chris Rock. Like, yes, I want that information because it's just adds to the pot of like, what the fuck have the last couple years been with you guys? You seem confused and that's okay. But like, keep that private until there's something a little bit more concrete for us. Not that I don't love messiness and chaos in Hollywood, but it just seems like they are chaotic and then the public also gets involved and that just like jumbles everything up for them in their personal lives and I don't know how they can get a semblance of like calm and rational vibes and then it's I've heard everyone saying this but it's like okay if you've been separated for the, for the past seven years like why have we been subjected to all of this why did you do red table talk if you didn't even actually like tell the truth and come and spill all the shit I don't get it I don't get it like will I take all the information sure but I'm I would also be okay without it you know it's it's like the telling thing is that like if it's not information that you would send to Dumois and like 
everyone would be like, ooh, or like it would feel salacious over, then it's not really like groundbreaking. Like nobody's sending to Dumois. Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith have been actually separated for seven years. Like if that's a tip, you're almost looking at it like, okay, like, yeah, I could have probably guessed that by the conflicting stories and chaos that has been this shitstorm of of their relationship in the media the past couple of years. Like, I don't know. Okay, moving on to the couple hard launch, potentially medium soft flaccid launch of um, Pete Davidson and Madeline Klein. They are dating apparently, which is super hot. She's super hot. He's, you know, hot in his own way. I That sounded so mean. Is that what I mean? I think if you're in the culture, you know that Pete Davidson is hot in his Pete Davidson way and that's not disparaging and that's not mean. If you have to say that's not disparaging and that's not mean, like, isn't it? I don't know. I'm, that's so mean. Maybe I'll cut that. I don't know, but maybe I won't. Anyway, they hard launched, I think it was before or maybe after his premiere on SNL. Premiere? Yeah, I guess it was the premiere, but his hosting on SNL. And they hard launched with paparazzi photos of them holding hands, getting out of a car. And, you know, this guy, he really moves along really quickly, and I don't blame him. That's that's cool. If you're hot and funny in Hollywood and you want to date a million girls, that's, like, quite literally what you're, what you're born and supposed to and meant to do. So he's just living out his destiny, and I respect that for him. Their sex is probably great, too, and I'm happy for them. I don't know really anything about her other than she was in the Glass Onion – I was about to say sequel, but no, the Glass Onion was the Knives Out sequel, which Glass Onion was a good movie, I think, I think, right? I don't know. But she was in it and she was the boyfriend. Nope. She was the girlfriend of Dave Bautista, the big dude. Does he play Hulk or the like rock guy from Marvel? I don't know. That's that's out of my realm of knowledge. But she was in the Glass Onion. She was also in something else. Should I look it up and be journalistic? Because a very cute Instagram. Okay, cool. Good for her. Oh, Outer Banks, duh, which I didn't watch. And I'm sorry to everyone because I know that was such a hit show and people were really obsessed with it. But was that a factor of COVID? I feel like it came out during COVID. And so people were just like, okay, we have nothing to do. We're going to be obsessed with this. And it's like a bunch of hot people in a hot, cool, like beach town. So I don't know. But good for her. She's probably made a lot of money. She was in Stranger Things. Okay. The Originals, a movie. No, a TV show. Vice Principals. Oh my God, she's younger than me. Jesus. Madeline Renee Klein, born December 21st, 1997. Ooh, Sagittarius. Is that a Sagittarius? December 21st. She's a cusper. Okay. Between... Sagittarius and Capricorn. Okay, cool. But yeah, she's super hot. They hard launched as a couple and they got overshadowed completely by Taylor and Travis Kelsey appearing on SNL. SNL was good. His opening monologue was good. It was funny. It was topical. He did address world issues and it was in a thoughtful way, I think, I guess. And the skits were funny. I really am into this Saturday Night Live cast. I can't lie. I was looking at, like, during the credits. No, no, no. During the opening, like, thing where the guy's, like, with Sarah Sherman or whatever. I think you know what I'm saying. What are those called? Opening credits? I don't know. 
but I was just thinking like all of them are bangers. Everyone who's on there is funny in their own way and awesome. And I think it's, it's a cool time to live in because like a lot of, I feel like now that social media and podcasting is a thing, you get to know some of these people in a, in a realer way than potentially we used to. And I don't know if that's better or worse. And I'm, quite literally specifically talking about Bone Yang from Las Culturistas, his podcast with Matt Rogers, which I am absolutely fucking obsessed with. I can't get enough. It's one of these podcasts that I wait for the drop every week. I think it's twice a week maybe. And they're just hilarious. I feel like same sense of humor. I laugh out loud at their podcast and I just, I don't know. I'm like so here for it. All of their takes I'm agreeing with. I'm just like a fucking stan, honestly. So, so then like seeing Bo and Yang and they do use him a lot. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's fucking hilarious. Seeing him on the screen, I just, it delights me and makes me so joyful. And I just think he's so funny. So it's like, it's perfect. Some of it is a little corny in a way like I I I feel like a lot I mean I don't know I feel like some of it is maybe it seems better or funnier when it's written down and then when it's delivered it's just like maybe not and I'm not referring to Bone Yang or any of my other faves but I mean and not that I have non-faves and I guess I just mean that I don't know I don't know what I mean how about that how about you take that no (laughs) like oh my god I don't know I always love the weekend update of course and it was a vibe did I skip through Ice Spice's performance yes I can't lie I usually do on SNL like I skip through the musical guests unless it's someone that I really like and I don't know if that's fucked up or like not how you're supposed to watch the show but I don't know is Gen Z like obsessed with Ice Spice is she like really really famous I saw a lot of stuff saying that she was an industry plant, like early, early days of her fame. And I can see that too. Like, although did she get her fame from TikTok? I don't know. It just, it never seemed quite like it was like self-produced. Like it always felt like there was a larger hand in it, in her like work, which is no slight to her and it's not her fault at all, but it is just, I'm just like unsure where she stands in terms of like the larger machine the culture machine as you might say or the pop music machine i guess is a better way to put it like i don't know i mean i don't know i was about to compare her to olivia rodrigo but no point comparing women and they're just in different lanes olivia rodrigo is a worldwide sweetheart okay but that's but maybe so is ice spice i just like she's not in my world wide you know she's not widening my world no oh my god i need to chill okay anyway moving on i did watch the beckham special on netflix it's four parts and i fucking loved it i loved it i like have not seen a documentary or docuseries or whatever in a long time that has just brought me so much joy obviously there was there were parts of the docuseries that touched on like the incredibly harrowing amount of hate that david beckham faced because of his because he made this huge mistake in a world cup which is like it's okay everyone makes mistakes like that was a really sad episode But the rest of it, I think I just, like, I'm a pop culture girly. So seeing all of that footage and evidence from the 90s of these two massive stars, massive celebrities, and, like, 
English chic posh accent people being together and then the love story of it all of them actually seeming like they're like best friends and in love and facing all of these odds together and and everything has brought them closer but they like love each other and they have all these kids and they got married like I don't know it's just it was all so sweet and then the combination of sports and pop star which is just very topical of like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey although they're not the same like I don't think Travis Kelsey is like the golden boy of football by any means but just that same vibe of two types of fame two types of equally okay in David Beckham and Victoria I almost said justice Victoria Beckham's case equally exciting I guess levels of fame like that's just so fun to watch it was it was really incredible and then yeah like I was saying the footage the the pictures the outfits like the style of it is just insane they're both such stylish people they're both so fucking attractive she seems so strong and smart and and funny and kind and and so does he honestly and they're just they're such a good compliment to each other and I would highly 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 recommend if you haven't watched it that you do so if you're interested at all in pop culture or just feeling like you want to kind of Put some pieces together of these people because I mean they were famous when I was like really young and I guess I didn't realize he only retired in like 2013 or whatever I, I totally thought he had retired earlier but then looking back it's like no he was super famous in my lifetime and I do remember that I do remember like the people magazine in the grocery aisle and it being them on the cover and being just very like okay yeah those are two famous people really famous right now so yeah Go watch it if you haven't, and if you have, um, you know what I'm talking about. And wasn't it so good? Wasn't it so enjoyable? Yeah, I loved it. Okay, my next note is Mean Girls the Musical, which I guess I didn't realize this movie that's coming out next year is Mean Girls the Musical? Or, wait, no, I'm stupid. It's a real musical that's happening. But isn't there going to be some some other film thing that's happening? Let me look it up. Mean Girls musical movie. That's what Google prompts. Okay, Mean Girls, the musical by Tina Fey. Directed by Samantha Jane. Okay. Okay, what? Okay, okay. So it seems like it's a movie, but it's Mean Girls, the musical. And it's, I'm pretty sure Renee Rapp um, is Regina George. And I don't know who anyone else is, but I think Tina Fey is in it as Miss Norbury still. And Tim Meadows is also the principal again, I think. So yeah, I think that'll be a hit. I think it's going to be similar to like the Barbie vibe. I think we're just in a, in a feminine space right now and hopefully forever after. But I think we're going to receive it really well and it's going to sell out a fuck ton and just be, just be amazing. I was thinking like, do we think Barbie is going to be like Oscar nominated? Is that the vibe or is it just like something that we all enjoyed together as a culture and and it's not like critically acclaimed? No, I think, I think it's like, it was an important moment and the directing was good. I loved it. I loved Barbie. I forget if I even talked about it on here. Probably yes. No, definitely. Yes. I loved it. So I hope it does win shit. Okay, my next note is Wonka, which I think a new um, trailer came out for it. It's the, what do you call that, prequel? No, the, like, backstory of people. Like, Maleficent was the backstory of, <laughs> like, I don't know anything. No, I do. 
a live action retelling of Walt Disney's 1959 animated film Sleeping Beauty. And it portrays the story from the perspective of the eponymous antagonist. Okay, who, what the fuck? I guess her name is Maleficent. No, guys, like, don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? It came under development in 2003. And it didn't come out until literally, like, a couple years ago. Oh, no, 2014. Okay, why does that feel so long ago? That's literally almost 10 years ago. Maleficent came out 10 years ago? Okay, who the fuck is the eponymous antagonist? No, her name is Maleficent. Wait, this is crazy. I know everyone's like, are you actually okay? Are you dumb? Were you alive during the, the your whole life? And like, yeah, but if you know me, you know that I missed the Disney movie situation. I really did. I don't know what I was watching. I feel like I was watching like more adult movies for some reason. Like I never got the like kid thing. And I don't know who's doing that is. But like, or like maybe I don't remember. Maybe I did watch most of them, but I was like three or four and I quite literally don't remember. Because like I have some vague memory of watching 101 Dalmatians, but like not a real memory, but like then, but any memory at all, I did watch it. But I definitely didn't watch Sleeping Beauty or like Cinderella. I watched the Cinderella remakes, of course. The Brandy version is the best version, but... Yeah, I don't know. These, like, animated ones I really I really wasn't, like, a part of. Anyway, geez. I think Wonka is the same vibe that it's mm, not the same vibe, I guess, because that's the retelling of it from Maleficent's. Maleficent? Maleficent. Maleficent. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. This Wonka movie is the life of Willy Wonka before he does the golden ticket situation. Oh my God, did that take me two and a half minutes? Yeah, it did. Jeez, sorry everyone. But I'm kind of excited. I do think it might be like more of a flop than we're thinking. I'm, you know, I'm really into Timmy, Timothée, Timothée, Chalamet. <laughs> I'm into him as a concept at this point. Am I into him as an actor? I don't know. I also didn't see any of his like, the shit that made him famous, like Call Me By Your Name or... My God, his bone structure. He's like everyone who got their buckle fat removed literally took his picture to the plastic surgeon and said, I would like to look like this boy. And yeah, it's pretty severe. My God. Call me by your name. I didn't see Dune. I saw, but like I wasn't really focused on him. I wonder what I was. No, I didn't see Dune. I saw Mad Max, different, but they're all in a desert, right? Whatever. I didn't see Dune. I think Dune 2 is, like, coming out and everyone's really excited. That's Zendaya, maybe, too? Anyway, I haven't seen either of those. I didn't see Little Women, and I didn't see Beautiful Boy. I literally have never seen this man act in my life, so I don't even know. I don't even know how it's going to be, but I surely will see Wonka. I definitely, definitely will make that, make some time for that because I love the Willy Wonka movies. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I think they're different names. Whatever. Okay. What else? I watched a few episodes of Love is Love is Blind, and I got the gist of who all the characters are. I don't really care to watch the three or four episodes of the in-between where they're at, like, that resort, and they're all fighting and realizing, like, oh, I actually don't like this person. But I guess I will watch the finale. I mean, I've seen all the spoilers and shit, which is kind of fun to consume online 
because spoilers can be fun if you like never intend on finishing the media or the whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to have it spoiled and I'm happy to see, not happy to see where all the couples are, but I kind of like could have guessed what the vibes were gonna be. My last, oh, Britney Spears' memoir is coming out and there's a lot of press-y stuff happening for it right now. No, not press. Will she do press though? I don't know, it's coming out in November and there are little tidbits coming out now that are teasing it. One of which is that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake when they were 18 and 19 or both 19, um, and in their relationship, Brittany got pregnant and she had an abortion potentially at the request, allegedly at the request of Justin Timberlake. And yeah, it's just a, a detail that has now been publicized and that we won't, we don't have to wait for the book to find out. And tons of people are probably having opinions about it, which, you know, whatever, but yeah. And then my last note is a funny note. I just realized recently that Polly Shore is an actual person and people haven't been referring to Polly, DJ Polly D from the Jersey Shore as Polly Shore. It's actually a person and he is famous in his own right. So I feel really dumb, but that's kind of a funny little thing that, um, that I've just been thinking to myself this whole time. And now you can think about it. Okay. I think that's it for me. I love you guys so much. Um, I've missed you. I'm happy to be back with you. And I hope you're having a fabulous week. And I hope you have a great weekend if I don't talk to you before then. And I just like wish I could kiss you. Goodbye. I love you so much. Talk to you soon.